Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Welcome, everyone, to Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss. Lou is chipping through the ice uh, in the lovely Northeast, so... Lou, I won't ask you how the weather is. The whole nation knows how the weather is up in the Northeast. I refuse to wear a long sleeve shirt. I'm still wearing my Hawaiians. Uh, I did wear a long sleeve coat, though. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty chilly. Well, we'll have is... to find we'll have to find out from our uh, guest uh, Anthony Nieves if he takes snow days ever. <laughs> from Arizona. So let me let me introduce uh, Anthony Nieves, who's the committee chair for the non-manufacturing report on business that the ISM issues every month. Just came out this morning. That's why we're doing the show. So, Anthony, welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thank you. So, uh, is your report cooling off with the weather? Seems to be second consecutive <laughs> month where we've had some pullback in the rate of growth. Uh, still reflects a positive uh, outlook. However, uh, you know, second consecutive month where it came off of a really strong um, October reading. So uh, we just knew it would have to somewhat level off or ease up a bit so it wouldn't overheat. But the, uh, Anthony, the the two reports are somewhat related. And yet the manufacturing report was, uh, you know, really quite strong. And they seem to be going in two different directions. That seems to be the case. And you have to take into account that the non-manufacturing had just moved so rapidly ahead uh, back Mm. to that October reading. The other thing that is something uh, to keep in mind in regards to looking at the manufacturing report, it typically leads in. Uh, how things are going to uh, evolve in regards to uh, business conditions in the economy. And we've seen that, how uh, the manufacturing has typically led into uh, slower periods as well as uh, uh, periods of expansion. So they also look at that as an encouraging sign for the non-manufacturing side as well. Anthony, I know that the uh, uh, non-manufacturing report includes the retail trade, do you think that October number was retail trade activity in terms of buying, getting ready for the holiday season that drove the number so high, or do you see that in a later month like November or December? Oh, that's a great observation. Uh, you typically will see that because of the cycle time involved and in gearing up and getting the inventories where they need to be for uh, the retail uh, season. Uh, you see that happening in the fall from that September-October period of time. So. I'm sure that's what what we saw materialize there, and uh, uh, also the easing that we had seen in the in the December reading as well. Taking into account uh, the month of December as all months, if I'm not mistaken, the report actually are stats reported from the 15th of the month to the 15th of the month. Is that correct? Is that your stats, or, or are you no, looking at the other? Yours, yours. Oh, ours, yeah. are, ours are for 
the entire month from the first of the month until we actually have the respondents submit the survey, which is as late in the month as we can possibly get. So it's well oh. beyond the 15th, yes. Oh, okay. I, I, I was under misimpression. No, not at all. Anthony, I see that the respondent comments, and by the way, for our listeners, this report can be found at the Institute for Supply org under their News and Research tab. And the report always includes some comments from the people who are responding to the survey, which apparently are quite positive in this report, Anthony. Yes, they are. And we we literally get well over 350 different comments that come in from the respondents and uh, we extrapolate the ones that uh, best reflect the report and, and the respective industries that comprise the non-manufacturing sector. And um, when you look at some of the uh, uh, comments that came out uh, from from our, uh, our respondents, and I can uh, quote some of them, sales have slowed in food supply after last month's buildup for the holidays. That was from Retail Trade. And we have many suppliers are proposing price increases, but fewer being implemented. Increases in volume and efficiency seem to be outperforming commodity pricing, and that came from accommodation and food services. And here's one from Finance and Insurance. Ending the year with profits and a business and business levels on track, 2018 is projected to be as productive with an optimistic outlook. And that's, as I mentioned, from Finance and Insurance. And I see that a couple of things that are in short supply that, we, as we look at manufacturing, find a little unusual as you look at non-manufacturing, IV solutions and hospital gauze. Those are curious. Well, the IV solutions has been one that's been ongoing for quite some period of time. And then with the uh, catastrophic events uh, that happened uh, earlier in the year, especially in Puerto Rico, there was a lot of manufacturing of solutions that came out of that area, and so that affected the continuity of supply. Interesting. I don't know how many people would know that IV solutions come out of Puerto Rico or those those islands. And big pharmaceutical production out of there. Fascinating. Hmm. Now, the report overall being you know very positive still. I mean, it's rolling up above fifty. It's still very strong. Um, and, and employment's holding up. And why don't you just kind of go through some of these uh, sectors for our listeners, Anthony, and give them a feel? Because overall, it's a very strong report. Yes, when you look at the um, uh, the various um, indexes across the board, the composite came in at 55.9, which is slightly below uh, the uh, 57 12-month running average and below the 57.4 uh, last month. And as I mentioned, we had some substantial uh, growth uh, back in October where we were north of 60 in regards to that. And we see the same thing carry through. There was a decline across most indexes. Business activity went down to 57.3 from 61.4. New orders dropped to 54.3 from 58.7. Surprising uh, when you look at it compared to today's uh, jobs report. The employment came in at 56.3, up a percentage point from 55.3. And if you look at the various industries that make up uh, the non-manufacturing sector, and they're all according to NAICS code, there's 18 of them, uh, starting with uh, retail trade and utilities and arts, entertainment, and recreation. Other services, which is a catch-all, which includes uh, 
uh, pet services, personal care services, grant making. Uh, one that always gets a chuckle out of me is dating services. Um, <laughs> then you have health care and social assistance, accommodation and food services, finance and insurance, real estate, rental and leasing, uh, transportation and warehousing, and so on. I could read all 18, but they're located on page 8 of the report if anyone needs to reference uh, the 18 industries that comprise this sector. It's very eclectic, which um, contributes to uh, not having very large swings according to what you see going on in the business environment because it's almost like a diverse stock portfolio that can absorb different changes better than if you were segmented into just one uh, particular segment of a, of a portfolio. Well, with this uh, kind of report, what's your sense uh, of 2018? How does this, I mean, you've had a, a very strong 2017. All I think all of the reports for that year just passed have been above 50. Uh, what did your semi-annual forecast look like for 2018 in non-manufacturing? That's, that's a great question and one that I've been referencing all morning in the various uh, media calls that I've had is that, when you look at the, the slippage we've had, the pullback uh, for this month and the month before for non-manufacturing, there's really no concern because, as you mentioned, we're above 50. We've been above 50 for quite some time. We've had 96 straight months of growth. And looking at that coupled with what we reviewed on the semi-annual uh, forecast uh, report that came out early in the month of December, December 8th, I think it was, um, our respondents are indicating to us that 2018, they have a positive outlook on the economy, on revenue growth, capital reinvestment. Everything is up and positive across the board for the non-manufacturing sector. And the indications are that we will continue to be that way. Um, the respondents had told us earlier uh, in the year that they felt that the fourth quarter would finish strong, which it did. Uh, we stayed above 50. That October reading, which was above 60, it was it was not sustainable, and it didn't seem to be realistic that it would be, or else we'd have some overheating there. And when you look at it in totality, uh, the bottom line is that you're change, you're measuring change month to month. So there is that baseline moving. It's very hard to to uh, sustain that kind of uh, rate of growth for uh, any uh, duration. Uh, typically, in the uh, past, uh, Anthony, the usually the first quarter of the new year tends to so, shows some weakness. Um, I, I don't see this uh, likely to happen based on the manufacturing report as well as uh, the non-manufacturing. It looks like, uh, and I'm, I'm not answering for you, I'm giving you my my view of it, it looks like we uh, could wind up having a, a very strong first quarter. What's your I, take I on it? I would concur. Yeah, I would concur. I think that, you know, we typically see January soften a little bit, you know, historically, and we see it pick up somewhat in February and then start building again in March. The outlook is positive. Um, the, the, the key things are that when you look at some of the other outside variables, uh, we have the synchronized global growth going on, weakening of the dollar. Uh, we're starting to see some inflation possibly creep in sometime in the first quarter. So these factors uh, all indicate that we'll start seeing some uh, good economic growth, just as uh, you were mentioning. Uh, this is great. And, uh, you know, we're 
we see it here at uh, All Metals and Forge Group uh, that our uh, order books uh, the last uh, four or five months have uh, really taken off. And uh, we have uh, a fair number of uh, strong uh, order commitments going into uh, January. So, uh, you know, we're, we're really very optimistic. That'll bode well for non-manufacturing as well. It, it certainly yeah. is. We see that manufacturers are customers of of non-manufacturing companies and vice versa. So it'll definitely help the overall um, business uh, outlook. It certainly does look good. I know that uh, back in 2016 and I believe in 15 in the first quarter, we had snow and ice events that looked like they impacted the economy and now we have the bomb cyclone going on in the northeast so we'll be interested to see how the january report comes out for both manufacturing and non-manufacturing to see if we've had yet another event that uh, got snow up to our knees and slowed growth i don't know if that uh, is is something that showed up in the non-manufacturing report consistently in those early first quarters anthony or not it's it's you know it's typical as we were talking about earlier that we see um, even even with weather related events and whatnot it's been fairly consistent how after the holiday crescendo the build up going toward the end of the year that there was that easing in in January and we've had a couple of years where it didn't slip as much or dip as much as we thought it would we've not seen contraction in quite some time so. We have to keep in mind anything north of 50 is, is, is good. Not not only that, but uh, this bombs cyclone blizzard of 2018, I think a lot of that is bravado and BS. Uh, we had three inches. Yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of wind and it was cold, but I don't see where the blizzard was. Not not inland anyway. So uh, I'm not sure that this is going to have any kind of major effect on uh, on logistics and manufacturing and uh, retail and you know if anything you know they ought to bring back that that movie clip on YouTube about the fellow running out to get milk you know because the blizzard is coming milk and bread <laughs> milk and bread I gotta get milk and bread milk and bread. <laughs> well, you're in short sleeves, right? You're I am in short, short sleeves, sleeves. and I'm in Los Angeles in long sleeves. You went to work yesterday, and I took a sympathy snow day yesterday. Uh, and we do appreciate that. We do appreciate that. <laughs> Californians well, wouldn't wouldn't know what to do with a 40 mile an hour, minus 10 degree wind blowing across the LA Bay. Yeah, we've dealt with higher winds, but certainly not not uh, below uh, uh, 60 degrees at that kind of wind. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Anthony, you are on a number of radio and television shows today. Uh, some you've already done this morning and more you'll do this afternoon. Is there anything they asked you this morning that in particular you want to share with our audience? Well, the, the question uh, that always comes up is, our employment index went up one percentage point and looking at the jobs report that came out today and saying that it actually declined well let's keep it in uh, context here that the jobs report came in and 
at 148,000 jobs added. We're not measuring jobs added per se. What we're asking our respondents, the question we ask them is, how has their level of employment changed from one month to the next? Is it better? Is it the same or is it less or worse? And they answer in that way, and, we def and the index is diffused. And so, yes, we've had a gain. But if you look at the jobs report, it's saying, well, yeah, the payroll gains at 148,000, that's still solid. It's above, materially above, you know, the monthly gains of 80 to 120,000. That looks at stabilizing uh, employment in, 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 the, uh, in the country. So, and unemployment is that still at 4.1%. So, yes, they're showing their jobs growth dipped and ours gained, but we're asking, again, two different questions. We're not just measuring numerically the number of jobs added versus right. the previous month. Anthony, I'm just curious as we kind of wrap up this segment, in terms of your non-manufacturing sector, is I know automation is a big deal in it. Is robotics also a big deal in it? That's a great question. I think that that it will have more of a future role than it does today. You see it in the now in the the uh, online distribution, uh, the Amazons of the world. They're adding you mm -hmm. know robotics, and and you see it in the car uh, uh, industry as well. Has been there for for decades. So. Yes, and you also see it in the transportation and warehousing, as warehousing is now being sorted and picked, and there's, they're using uh, more robotics in those areas. But I think it's an evolving uh, technology more so than a mainstay at this juncture. Right, right. Yeah, I would expect to see it come in manufacturing very heavy in the next couple of years, but, and it, we'll see how it evolves in non-manufacturing. Uh, Lou, anything else you want to throw to Anthony before we have to let him go because he's got other comments? Well, yeah, I just have one question. It's kind of totally off the mark, uh, and I, I know that Tony does have a, um, uh, a medical background, as I recall. Uh, <clears throat> there's uh, an issue that came out, a uh, new magazine came out, National Geographic. The Science Magazine just came out a couple of days ago, and there's a whole article on there about robotic surgery and um it, it's it's the wave of the future and uh what, what do you know about that uh, Tony? yeah that's that's a that's really uh, an evolving trend as well and i've been reading up on uh, the same stuff that it's just amazing where the margin of error is reduced dramatically and you're not relying on um the the human element of you know we're talking steady hands here with the robotics i mean it still has to be uh, physician monitored surgeon monitored but um, some of the things that they're able to do to the degree and the and the precision that is realized from these robotics is just amazing and there's surgeries being performed by robotics today so it's just taking it to another level yeah there's about a hundred uh, hospitals so far that are using some of the equipment that this magazine article referred to. Anyone interested in it, I'd recommend National Geographic. It's the premier issue for Science Magazine, and there's a great article in there uh, about medical uh, robotics. Thanks for your input on that, uh, Anthony. Anthony, again, as always, we appreciate you being on Manufacturing Talk Radio and updating our listeners on the non-manufacturing report. So enjoy the weather in California as Lou chisels out after work today. And uh, 
I'm at a balmy 15 degrees. Uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. We'll be talking to you next month. And we've been speaking with Anthony Nieves, who is the committee chair for the non-manufacturing report on business with the Institute for Supply Management. You can get that report at instituteforsupplymanagement.org, or you can come to mfgtalkradio.com and listen to the segment and also get the full report on our website. Thanks again for listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.